you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me is the one, the only, Connor DiBiase. Today we're talking Central Division in the National Basketball Association. But first, a brief update from the flat earth that we are on, according to Kyrie Irving, about Kyrie Irving from Connor DiBiase. Yeah, so we recorded these a day apart, and a lot can happen in, in free agency news in a day. It started out looking like uh, Kyrie was going to take just $6 million from the Lakers, and KD was going to get traded to the Suns until Shams reported that Kyrie uh, decided to pick up his option after passing over multiple sign-and-trade scenarios, and he went for the money. He's going to play for the Nets for the player option, the $37 million player option, likely with Durant to join him. Let's go, Kyrie! Let's go! Let's go, Kyrie! Back in the game! Number one player! Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that's what happened. I really did not think that Kyrie would get traded. Um, although it would have been awesome to see him and LeBron reunite, even though the Lakers had nothing to offer. But... It would have been just a mid-level exception signing. Oh, re- oh right, because you would have taken six million. For just six mil. Right, no, you're right about that. It just seemed unlikely for who Kyrie is. But Kyrie, Kyrie ain't a guy who's taken less than he deserves, man. He's taken Kyrie more. Kyrie is unpredictable, though. That is true. Kyrie. The thing with that yeah. is the Lakers also couldn't re-sign him long-term after that uh, because they wouldn't have his bird rights and they wouldn't have gap space even with what's coming off the books. It just didn't make sense from a from a logistical standpoint. Yeah, but LeBron don't think about logistics, man, when he's going to be leaving to wherever Bronny gets drafted in a couple years anyways. So. He's a free agent after this year. You think he's not going to – you think he won't get re-signed? I mean, he could, but, I mean, right now, if they have another bad season with Russ and, Russ and AD, especially AD if he doesn't play well and gets injured, I can't see him wanting to stay. When does Bronny – when – when, All the rumors about – Cleveland now now being a desired place. Bronny has a couple of years left, and and who knows how many years to go to college because he's probably not good enough to be a one and done player right now. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, but LeBron, bro, it's LeBron. LeBron's LeBron, dream now. LeBron wants his kid to have a good career as well. He's not going to come up before he's ready just because um, he wants to play with him on a new team or wants him to get drafted high. Uh, yeah, that's continue. But yeah. yeah. Besides the point, let's get into the central. Let's start <laughs> with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, let's do it. Um, 
obviously your three C from the past season. They got bum-ass Giannis on the team, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Those are their big three. They got the mean, the lean, Brooke Lopez, the shooting machine. Um, and then they have some other bums who we won't talk about because they almost yeah. killed the Celtics throughout the series. But, Connor, what are the options for the Bucks? Yeah, so they went through a slew of injuries going to these playoffs, which kind of took away their chance to, to – go back-to-back as champions, um, and they're probably fairly comfortable with where they are going into next year. They think if Middleton was healthy, we had a good chance to win that, most likely. Um, But they definitely have some holes uh, in sort of secondary defenders, um, other than kind of like Wes Matthews, and then in back of ball handling, they definitely have a gap. Uh, they did have a first-round pick in the draft where they took Mojan Beauchamp, um, but they did forfeit their second-round pick for tampering into the Bogdan Bogdanovich trade um, with the Kings that didn't even end up happening. So, good W. That. Um, they are currently well over their luxury tax, so they don't have much room um, to sign new guys um, other than using bird rights and re-signing uh, and using their taxpayer mid-level exception. Um, Beauchamp, while being a good player and he did drop in the draft, he doesn't fill any immediate holes for them that they don't already have guys there um, as kind of a wing. Uh, of course, right now they have um, player options on Thanasis Antetokounmpo, Pat Connington, and Bobby Portis. It's expected that Thanasis and Connington will pick up those options um, while Portis is expected to decline and then re-sign for a bigger deal with the Bucks, yeah, um, it could be likely that the Bucks do use that trade, uh, that mid-level exception to re-sign Portis, but it also might not be big enough for what they want, so they might have to use the bird rights and go even further into the cap. Um, right. right now, they only have one restricted free agent in Jordan Orba and Serge Ibaka, Javon Cotto, Wesley Matthews, all unrestricted. I think Wesley Matthews should be a must for them to pick up. He was their best defender by far. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. It's Tatum. Um, but I don't think they'll make any major moves um, in trades or in, in signings, mostly just re signings, probably getting a few good players. Yeah. Um, I think with the mid-level, they may look to get it back a ball handler and then just re-sign Wes Matthews, re-sign Cordis and uh, maybe Serge Ibaka and then look for kind of a backup ball handler with that mid-level exception. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering, is Pat Connington a wing or is he, is he just a straight-up shooter? I mean, the wing mostly encompasses this, this like, Six four to six seven range of players that play both the shooting guard and small forward. How it's become kind of positionless, where like you have bigger wings, etc. Um, where it's kind of like anybody that can shoot and kind of play off themselves would be a wing. When you have more ball handlers, wings, mm-hmm. and bigs rather than like point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Yeah, I'm just um, thinking for the but you know for the Celtics, obviously you know we we could use yeah, Pat Connington's a wing. Right, and that's someone who, you know, I mean, he's a local hometown boy. I hate rooting against him because he hits that three so nice. I mean, listen, 
Brad, you got to be on the phone there. I mean, I agree with that, but man, I would love to have Pat Connaughton on the side. The Bucks are a team that'll take like picks for a guy like that. Right? No, I mean, want a player that can help them compete. Uh, it just doesn't seem plausible uh, for the Celtics. Wish it was, Connor. Wish it was. Um. Anyways, uh, on to the Bulls. Um, they had a lot of injuries this season, particularly Alex Caruso. Um, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. That's a big one, really. What do the Bulls need to do to get back to the promised land? We sign Zach Levine. Uh, they have to max Zach Levine. Uh, he, he's such an integral part of their team. He's so he's good. arguably going to be the one option going into the season. Obviously, DeRozan had a very good stretch in the first half of the season. I kind of fell off in the second half once they lost their ball handling. But Zach Levine is so good. He's hitting a three at a high rate. He's still super athletic. He's just such a such necessary component to the ball success that they, they really have to resign him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, just kind of fell out that bench. They have Caruso off the bench. Um, but I, that really feels like – and they have Kobe White, who's been a lot of rumors himself about getting traded. That's kind of where they need to look, um, especially the big men positions. They play kind of Javante Green or the pseudo power forward last year, but he's definitely better um, playing smaller. Uh, so they need to look for bigs. In the draft, they did have a first-round pick, and they took a, a playmaking kind of – bigger point guard and Dale and Terry. Um, and they did not get anyone in the second round. Right now they do have a non-taxpayer mid-level exception and a $5 million trade exception, um, along with Levine, Derek Jones Jr. and Tristan Thompson are unrestricted. Tony Bradley has a player option he's expected to opt into. Um, and then Troy Brown Jr. and Matt Thomas are both restricted free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy they've been looking to going after with that mid-level exception is uh, T.J. Tucker, as a lot of contenders in the East are looking at, though it seems unlikely that they will be the team he picks to go to. Um, right now, I think it's between either the Sixers or the Heat, um, and we'll see where he goes. Um, but really, um, there, there were rumors of them looking into trades, obviously, uh, Kobe White has been available for years, and they may look to trade him. Now he's on an expiring deal. Um, so we'll see what, what what they do there. But going into the draft, this is something we talked about on our pre-draft. Uh, right. Widely expected by executives around the league that Rudy Gobert would be a bull by the end of the night. Um, and he's not now. Um, so while a trade still could be there, it seems like they're trying to run it back with Lucevic at the center and potentially with Kobe White playing um, for them. And I think really with that mid-level, you're looking for a, a backup big. I think on a minimum, uh, they could also reunite with Thaddeus Young, who they traded for Vucevic, but was mm-hmm. very good for them before that trade. Um, so we'll see kind of kind of what they do. But big priority, we sign Zach Levine and then get a backup big, and that should make them feel comfortable as a top seed in the East. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think you make a lot of good points there, Connor. I mean, I think that they've suffered from a lot of injuries, and that's really just 
kind of the, the way the cookie crumbled for them this past season. So I think they're actually okay running it back. Um, I still don't think that they're, you know, I mean, who knows? They gotta Zach Levine's gotta have another great season. I mean, he's a fantastic player, but you know, DeMar DeRozan needs to be a little more consistent down the stretch. And if their ball handling stays healthy, they're gonna be a very strong team. So no one likes you, Grayson Allen. Stop injuring players. Um <laughs> Uh, on to the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that was very good for a long portion of the season where we really didn't expect them to be that good. Fell off towards the end. I think they had a couple injuries, right? Jared Allen. They, Garland was injured for a bit during the year. Uh, Sexton was obviously injured the whole year, but Jared Allen's injury just derailed the makeup of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was one of their young all-stars that got him in the James Harden deal that gave like only two seconds to the Rockets to somehow get him, um, which was a complete blunder by the Rockets. But uh, getting him for cheap, and now he's one of the more well-paid centers in the league. Him and Garland is this all-star young duo. They have Evan Mobley there, which is a good breaking that, that once Allen went out, it kind of just killed that team's momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now they have 10 guys under contract, with one of those and my Stevens being non-guaranteed. Um, they have Colin Sexton, who was out the whole year, and Moses Brown as restricted free agents. Dean Wade having a team option, um, and then Ed Davis and Marjorie Mondo as veterans that are both unrestricted. They do have the non-taxpayer mid-level exception and the biannual exception, and they got four players in the draft. Um, in the first round, I heavily mocked it. I talked about it. Uh, Ochaya Bagji, they got the wing out of Kansas, um, will help them a lot off their bench. They also got centers uh, Khalifa Depot and Isaiah Mobley, who mm-hmm. is the brother of Evan Mobley, um, as well as Luke Travers in the second round. I think that um, Depot will probably play uh, play overseas for a year. Uh, Diop, sorry, uh, I typed it wrong in my notes. Um, uh, Khalifa Diop will probably play overseas uh, for a year. I think Travis could also stay over MBL for a year um, as stash guys. Uh, but they do have pending free agent Colin Sexton, who they will look to re-sign, it seems like. Um, but a big thing is that uh, teams that are looking for point guards right now uh, on the lines of like the Knicks and, and uh, the Wizards and a few of these teams that it once, um, if like Jalen Brunson resigns with the Mavericks, then you have a huge need for point guards, and he's kind of a, a combo guard that can fill that role um, as they look to to have a kind of a point guard. Uh, the other guy that is heavily talked about for the Cavs is bringing back Ricky Rubio. Uh, he tore his ACL and was out for the season, and they traded him away for Kyrie Levert. Um, but, and I think a lottery protected pick, which ended up not conveying this year because they were in the lottery. Um, but furthermore, you're kind of looking at this guy to come back. Obviously, he missed the first couple of months, but he was really good as a backup point guard for them when healthy. And then they had to. It was another injury that kind of derailed their season. They had to trade for Rondo, and it and it just wasn't a great situation for them. Um, and then also look for them to use that mid-level exception 
um, on someone, potentially a guard or wing as well, mm-hmm. um, because they played really big last year. Lloyd Mokinen ran the three, Mobley at the four, Allen at the five, which is like three seven-footers. Um, so I think it's possible for them to just kind of kind of go away from that, maybe play Okoro at the two or Abaji at the two, uh, at the three, sorry, and Sexton at the two with him healthy. Um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of what they want to do. And if they play smaller, they probably need another guard um, as well as Levert and Vida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, Cavs got to make some moves, but, you know, they're pretty limited, though, it feels like, right? Yeah, I mean, it's expected they just do re-signings, basically. Because um, they, they, they had a top four seed in the East before they got hit with injuries. And adding a, a, a 20 point per game scorer in Colin Sexton back, they think could take him over the edge. There has been some some talks of them trading for a, a win now sort of play, or potentially a shooter type deal. Um, but most of that was regarding the draft, and they decided to stick at their pick that I think it's less likely now. Um, but yeah, look for them to to just kind of re-sign guys. Hope everyone stays healthy and, and try to try to compete as a top seed in the East. Trying to move forward. Um, yeah, up next the Pacers. Um, they sucked. Yeah, uh, they they truly committed to the rebuild. They they traded Demonte Sabonis, an All Star center, for Tyrese Halliburton, the young star in. Sacramento, loved Sacramento, and Sacramento just traded them away. Um, but Love to Pacers see it. are looking to rebuild, probably have their eyes set, as most of these rebuilding teams, and Victor Wimbayana is probably one of the biggest lotteries in a while um, for teams wanting the top pick, like, like bigger than Zion, kind of, uh, for, for what you want. Um, but the Pacers right now have 10 guys under contract, Terry Taylor and Dwayne Washington Jr. are non-guaranteed, but we expect them to be guaranteed. O'Shea Brissett has a team option, and everyone else is unrestricted, including Ricky Rubio, Jalen Smith, Lance Stevenson, um, and most notably T.J. Warren. Bring back Lance. We love Lance Stevenson. Yeah, I think they definitely could. They do just have the room exception to use in free agency, but they have about 25 mil of practical cap space, which probably most of it won't get used. Um, they took Benedict Matherin at pick six. I mocked that as well. They apparently really liked him. He said he thinks he's better than LeBron already, so shout out to that guy. <laughs> Feels like the sauce gardener of the NBA, only stupider. I mean, really? I mean, let, at least, play a couple games first at least. I don't believe I don't believe all the hype around LeBron. Let me play him and see how good he is. Yeah, LeBron about to drop forty on his ass. You know it, Connor. You uh, you know LeBron yeah. about to drop forty too. And he's and he's not. And well, we are back. Sorry, slight issue going on with Anchor. I don't know what is going on, but we lost the last six minutes. So, Connor, I just said yeah. Benedict Matherin. Is gonna get you know absolutely toasted by our man King James. Um, is that all we had for the Pacers? So so past Benedict Matherin in the second round they took good Andrew Nemhart, forward Kendall Brown, and they got 
Mr. Irrelevant, uh, Hugo Basson, the first Mr. Irrelevant at the 50th. Go. Um, for me, looking at the Pacers, I expect them to pick up Brissett's team option and re-sign Jim Smith for maybe like a three-year, 24-mil deal, something along the lines. Um, and I expect them to sell some of their older players, Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner being the two most prevalent in a lot of trade talks. Um, but they also have guys like Buddy Heald and TJ McConnell, who I very much expect to be available as well. Uh, and probably they'll use that cap space for like young guys that can try to develop, maybe like Lonnie Walker, Mo Bamba. But yeah, the Pacers are not going to be good. They're going to look to rebuild, try to get a top pick, uh, and kind of just develop, maybe develop um, Tyrese Halliburton into a one option. Uh, they assist, the playmaking's there, the, the rebounding's decent, but just kind of get him to the point where he can score consistently. Uh, he definitely has a, a kind of a little bit of a bloke jumper, also. <laughs> All right, there you have for the Pacers. Finally, the most interesting team in the Central, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, so the Pistons are going to be a. Uh, uh, a team that many have said won the draft. Uh, they've probably been my kind of second favorite team to watch uh, over this past year. I've loved Kate Cunningham. I think he's a great prospect. I think he's so fun to watch. Um, the Pistons, before the draft, sold off Jeremy Grant um, to get a 2025 Bucks pick, which they then used um, to get pick 13 and take on Kemba Walker's contract. Uh, which left him with 5 and 13. At the fifth pick, they took Jaden Ivey, the best point guard in the draft, who many mocked at four, and the Kings kind of kinged it in a way. Um, and then at 13, they got Jalen Duran, the best kind of pure center, I'd say, in the draft. Um, and, and they also traded up in the second round uh, to take Gabriel Procida. Um, I had a first round grade on him. He's a draft and stash guy, but I think he can be really good. Uh, in a couple years. Um, and the Pistons have a ton of cap space. So uh, they have nine players under contract, um, as well as team options on Hamadou Diallo, Kirsten Edwards, Luca Garza, and Frank Jackson. And then a player option for Corey Joseph, which is expected to opt into. Then Marvin Bagley as a restricted free agent and Rodney McGruder as an unrestricted Mm-hmm. You expect them to look to re-sign Marvin Bagley and then use their max cap space to go after um, a bunch of guys that, that could be possible, such as DeAndre Ayton, Jalen Brunson, and Colin Sexton. But with the moves they made in the draft and kind of their situation, I think the most likely candidate will be maxing Miles Bridges. He has connections to the city. He'd fit immediately at a power forward position and, and really be potentially the number one option as you have guys like Cade who would be more of playmakers um, and Ivy more of an off-the-ball driver, uh, which kind of fits in super well there uh, as the pick and roll with uh, Bridges and Cade would be phenomenal, really. Uh, imagine kind of that, that Lamelo. I mean, Cade's a similar player to Lamelo, so imagine that pick and roll again um, with Cade, who's just a bit bigger and... Uh, similar in terms of skill set um and and it seems like right now the hornets are not willing to match that contract to max him out uh they don't view him as a max player they did not offer him a max contract going into this free agency 
or they could match and look for a sand and trade or straight up match, it seems unlikely at this point. Mm -hmm. I think other options for the Pistons is trading veterans such as Elio Linick, Coy Joseph. Um, I mocked a trade a bit ago where it had been like Kelly Olenek and Coy Joseph for Duncan Robinson and draft capital where they kind of get off these older guys. They get a, a shooter that could mold as kind of a backup, but also get uh, extra draft capital to kind of clear out guys on big, like Kelly Olenek on a, on a 13 mil contract, Coy Joseph on a six. Um, but yeah, look for this team to try to make a splash and try to be a playoff contender. I think they definitely could uh, be a playoff contender. They have uh, potential, but I think they'll likely be in the playing teams mm -hmm. from seven to ten. Uh, and they could be good, man. Detroit might have some hope on the horizon. It may be possible, Connor. It may be possible. Detroit may not be a a, a hellhole to live in. Anymore, if the Detroit Pistons actually are good, uh, take us back, AI. Bring, bring it back. Bring back AI. Um, yeah, yeah, more. Never on the Pistons. Allen Iverson was never on the Pistons. No, he Alan wasn't. Was Sixers player. Oh my god. Uh, he was on. I could have sworn he had a Pistons jersey. I could have sworn he had a Pistons jersey on. Maybe he was for, I don't think he was ever on the Pistons, but he was on Philly for a majority of his career, and then Denver was the other kind of notable. I think he went to Memphis. I thought he was on the Pistons, at least. I could have sworn. Maybe the jerseys. Uh, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. What am I talking about? The, the winning Pistons team was like uh, Rasheed Wallace. Chauncey Billups was the point guard there. Um, Rip Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, don't come to me for basketball trivia, man. That is not – I'm not the guy. Anyways, though, the Pistons, I think they'll be good. Um, clearly, they have a lot of talent. Cade Cunningham, they had a great draft. And I'm excited. I mean, I'd like to see the Pistons be good. Detroit needs something good to happen, so let this be that. Um, thank you to Connor. Does all the prep work. He's the GOAT. Um, does this for $0, everyone. So if you ever see him in person – Give him a high five. Give him a Bucks jersey. Give him something fun, because um, you know neither of us get paid. So, you know, until that until that Nike deal or that elusive uh, podcast sponsorship comes through, concert, we're 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 living a little rough here, aren't we? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, have a great day, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Western Conference is up next. rather have taking it iggy or curry of everyone on golden state open shot fate of the universe on the line or the martians have the death beam pointed at earth you better hit it i want iguadala